It is Locked on Jazz for the 23rd of September. Tony Jones and I dig deep on the Jazz in our final day of the summer interview series, which is now in the fall. And Sports Illustrated ranked Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Where? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it Way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And remember, you can get Locked on Jazz on YouTube as well by subscribing to YouTube channel. All right. Tony Jones is back with us. It's been so fun. The reaction's been great. Please send him a thank you at tjones at nba.com, despite all the other Twitter handles I gave him throughout this show. Uh, been really fun. We dig deep on the jazz today, um, on the season and Rudy, on Donovan, on everything. It's all jazz today in our conversation. I'm going to try to do a live show tomorrow. I'm not quite sure how I'm figuring that out, so we'll, we'll see if it happens. Uh, Sports Illustrated has come out with its ranking. And there's two thoughts that I have when I see the Sports Illustrated ranking. Uh, one is, are you kidding me? And two, this kind of backs up my viewpoint of the league. So let's start with the, are you kidding me? Donovan Mitchell is ranked 23rd last year, and they have him ranked 24th this year. Now, Sports Illustrated, ESPN's list will get all the pub, but Sports Illustrated's crew's good. Michael Pena's good. Rohan's good. Like, Jamie Wu's good. Like, this is this is. This is solid basketball minds putting this together. There's not, nothing, nothing wrong with the group. It's pretty amazing to me, though. There's two. Let me let me go with the two side. Donovan Mitchell, 24. And Rudy Gobert went from 16 to 21. So the two best players on the team that had the best regular season record evidently are less good in their rank than they were a year ago. Seems like fairly insane and that certainly an ankle injury and a playoff series has made people forget about every single thing that goes on. Quite frankly, my friend Jeremy Wu's write-up on Gobert I thought was laughable at times. Um, and we'll, I'll dig into that. The other thing that I've been talking about all week, all offseason long, is the NBA is different than it's ever been before. Because let's assume for a second that this is actually close to accurate that Donovan Mitchell is 24th in the NBA and best players. He can win a playoff series by himself. The Chris Middleton is 26 on this list and was vital to the championship. Obviously, Giannis's 50 was the story, but he hit every big ton of big shots, carried that team, and won playoff games. Jalen Brown is 27. He could win you a playoff game. Drew Holiday probably can't offensively. Zach Levine at 29 probably can. The league has got more talent, more stars, more offensive firepower than it's ever had before. It's why 
the chances to win a championship are so balanced and stretched across so many teams right now because you have so many different guys is that can carry a victory and win a ball game in the playoffs that we didn't used to have this. You used to have like four or five guys that could single-handedly win a game, and that's it. And now, if in fact this list isn't crazy and Donovan's 24 or that Chris Middleton is 26, then what you have suddenly is 24, 25 different guys who are, and some of these guys may be defense, Bam out of Bayou's ranked higher, Rudy's ranked higher. So 20 guys who are capable of winning a playoff game. That, that changes the dynamic of how the playoffs are played, how the league is looked at, how balanced the league is, who has championship possibilities. It, that, that number used to just be so much smaller. Now let's address where they have Donovan ranked. And tomorrow, if we get the live show out, we'll do ESPN's rank. I actually haven't looked at ESPN's rank. I purposely did not because I didn't want to be influenced. They had, by the way, they had Jordan Clarkson at 100, Boyan at 74, which I thought was actually low uh, or off. Joe at 68, which, you know, we won, like, we had the best record in the league last year. So some of these I'm probably going to disagree with most of them. Um, Joe had a particularly good year last year, so I don't know where you should rank him. And then Donovan at 24 and Gobert at 21. So let's, who do they have? Um, they write that Donovan is simply unstoppable. Um, the argument against placing him higher is how neatly he slots into the jazz team, allows him to focus on offense and not his defensive shortcomings. Um, okay. Kind of an interesting approach that like, because he has, um, Rudy Gobert next to him defensively doesn't have to do as much. Donovan does need to get better defensively, but kind of an interesting thing. And the idea that he's suddenly ranked 23rd year ago, got better in every category and went to 24th seems nuts to me. 23 is Carl Anthony Towns. Wonderful, great, amazing player. Never has won anything is the best player on the team. Bam Adebayo is 22. Rudy Gobert is 21. Gobert remains the only player in the NBA capable of anchoring a playoff caliber defense no matter who else is on the floor around him. True. His greatness of the rim protector space eating is why Utah schemes works. True. As we've seen, the value conversation is more difficult in the postseason where Gobert's free throw issues, lack of mobility in space. <coughs> lack of mobility in space. Wow. Limited offensive skills. True. Become more glaring in a seven-game series, but there's something to be said for Jazz's sustained success and, of course, his role in it. For as long as Gobert can prolong his physical prime, he'll remain a difference maker. Okay. I just don't buy the the lack of mobility in space. I'm not sure I, I buy that. I'm not sure anyone in the league can guard from 24 feet to the rim, if that's what you're talking about in the Clippers series. Um, but the fact is that the Jazz have won 50 games every single year that Rudy Gobert's been on the floor for more than, you know, whatever his one injured season is. To have it 21 seems pretty low to me. 20 is Zion. Unbelievable year last year. Um, absolutely unstoppable. Um I think took like 13 shots at the rim a game. Giannis takes like nine, just to put that in perspective. Pretty unstoppable. Kyrie's at 19. Kyrie's an interesting one because I don't know what you do about Kyrie. He's such a mercurial player, and he's so incredibly talented, so it's really hard to figure that out. Chris Paul's at 18 after last year. You probably got to respect that. Trey Young jumps to 17. Devin Booker is at 16. So Devin Booker now far, far ahead of, of Donovan Mitchell on this list. Bradley Beal goes ahead of all of them. This is really a statement for just offense. Um, I mean, Bradley Beal had a nice year last year, but that team did absolutely nothing. And his if you're going to dock Donovan for lack of defense, you better be locking Bradley Beal for lack of defense. 
And the other one that's interesting, like when you look at Bradley Beal, who is obviously a great scorer and what he's doing and at 30 points a game deserves, you know, right. I'm not trying at 31 last year, you know, he shot 34.9% from three Donovan shot 38. Like Donovan's a much better shooter. I have a problem with this one. I just don't think that just like, I feel like Donovan go drop 31 tomorrow if he wants to. And we win about as many games as Washington. Jimmy Butler's at 14. Jason Tatum's at 13. Paul George is at 12. I mean, this league is loaded. Like it's, I'm looking at Donovan at 24 and Rudy at 21. And Rudy just has to do with your perception of your value of defense. Like I just have Rudy ahead of all of these guys because he's the best defensive player in the league. And he impacts so many more possessions than these guys do. Along, it, Paul, we're into Paul George. We now have a two-way player. Dame Lillard, they have at eleven. So their ten is going to be Giannis and Luca and LeBron and Anthony Davis. But they don't. They didn't have Dame Lillard. They have Dame Lillard at eleven. Paul George at twelve. It's interesting here. Like Donovan at twenty-four feels wrong when you say it. Yet when I dig in there, like, okay, so I think he should be ahead of Cat just because Cat's lost so much, but Cat's incredibly skilled, right? As good an offensive player as there is. Bam out of bye is pretty terrific. If I'm going to believe in defense for Rudy, I should be believing in defense for Bam out of bye. Zion is unstoppable. Kyrie is the single best one on one player in the league. Chris Paul's success last year is undeniable. What Trey Young did last year is pretty great. One of the best offense games in the league, probably much more similar to Donovan than we realize, but the assists and the passing that Trey Young has is just amazing. Devin Booker deserves all the praise sent his direction for what he did last year. Beal, I just mentioned, is my one problem here. Jimmy Butler, you know, I, seven assists a game last year was real. I think maybe some of it's overblown, but frankly, you know, they've won a lot since he's been there, went to the finals. People are still riding on that. Jason Tatum moves up four spots for a year that wasn't that good. I might quibble with that. I certainly would have Rudy ahead of Jason Tatum on just impact of wins, not ability to score, just impact on game. But when you get to Paul George, you get to Dame Lillard getting hard. And it's hard to start moving Donovan or Rudy up any higher than that. So pretty interesting to look at that list. We'll do ESPN. We'll do a live show hopefully tomorrow uh, if I can get everything in. All right, that is uh, the quick take on that. Thanks very much for making us the first listen of the day. I really appreciate that. If you want to catch up more on the NBA Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, is a great second listen. He'll get you ready for the fantasy season. He's also done previews of just about every team if you want to get ready for it. Tony Jones is coming up for you just in a moment. If you're looking to do a refi or some sort of home loan, our friends over Intercap Lending are just the best. That's Steve Carter. It was just again last week. I got the email. Can you set me up with Steve Carter? And I just smiled because I know that your experience with Steve will be amazing. There is just Nothing that I feel as confident about. It's just an absolute pleasure to be partnered with Intercap Lending and be able to send you to Steve's direction and have our corporate account with them. They do such amazing, amazing work. You know, it takes me back to an email I got from Brad, a Locked On Jazz listener. Believe every good thing you hear about Steve Carter. He helped us work through a weird refinance issue like it was nothing. He's always responded back within minutes. Even in the evening when my folks are in bed, I couldn't be happier. We may be... Even had a few jokes about points gained in screen assist, but all good things. So there it is. Absolute one after another locked on listener going to Intercap Lending, who's nimble, uh, uh, lending. Uh, they get deals done. They hold on to the direct issuers. So that 
uh, changes the game a little bit for us. We've done two loans with them, and they still have both those loans, so it allows them to get things done. Call Steve Carter at 385-800-8528 or email me at dlock09 at gmail.com, and I'll send out the introduction. It's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Do remember, if you call yourself, to make sure that you tell them you're with Locked on Jazz so you can get the corporate discount. You have one device that streams your games, another device that does something else. You're watching your sports highlights on the phone. Well, it's time to get the one single device to get it all taken care of. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Direct TV Stream at directtv.com. Here he comes. All right, we haven't killed each other in two days of doing this. I'm ready, though. I'm Dukes up with Tony Jones. What do we got? All right, Tony. Trying not to be a homer, okay? I do, right. I, I do, I do receive a paycheck from Ryan Smith. I never hide that fact, but let's just be fair for a second, okay? So when I look at the Lakers, I talked about how old they were, right? I talked about Draymond Green this week, and I said, yeah, you know, I think he's slowing down. So Mike Conley is in his 14th year and yes. just turned 30. Three turns 34 years old. Just turned 34 yes. years old. Joe Ingles is coming off a career year. Just turned third about to turn 34 years old. Um, Rudy Gay will be in his 16th season and has just turned 35 years old. And um, how concerned? I don't, I'm not real worried about Boyan. He is a little older, though. Frankly, we probably should bring it up. Boyan's 32. Um how concerned should we be on the age? I, I kind of know you got to be old to win, but how how concerned should we be that a bunch of guys just had career years and they're on that three-plus number in an ugly way? I would be split on it. Uh, the first the first answer is your best player is 25. and Or, well, okay, your two best players are 25 and 29. One, one. one is you know, a couple of, a year or two away from his prime and the other is in his prime. So, you know, so you can only be cons but so concerned. What you need to be concerned about is can Mike Conley stay healthy? That's the concern. Because uh, if we're being honest, the injuries that he has, these are soft tissue injuries. And soft tissue injuries, when do they tend to happen? They tend to happen as you age. So if I'm the Jazz, I'm giving Jared Butler a lot of playing time this year. And I'm trying to load manage Conley through 82 games so that he's 100% healthy in the playoffs. That's probably, and if I'm the Jazz, I'm giving Eric Pascal, you know, some time this year. And I'm trying to load manage uh, Joe Ingles. I think Boyan Bogdanovich, he's, you know, he's been pretty healthy. You know, Joe Ingles has obviously been pretty healthy, um, you know, but, you know, Joe's been out of gas in the playoffs a little bit um, the last few years, you know, so, I mean, I, I think, I think there's definitely some concern 
Uh, I don't think there's, you know, you know, holistic concern, you know, like you look at the Lakers and yeah, you're, you know, LeBron, you're, LeBron is 36 years old. He'll be 37 in December. Um, you know, AD, you know, he has a, a, a history of soft tissue injuries. You know, you definitely have to be concerned about Conley because, you know, he has a history of soft tissue injuries. Uh, and, you know, Conley makes a lot of different. I mean, you just saw it last year. They were just a better team when Conley was was on the floor. The off, like, as good as Donovan Mitchell is, right? Like, just as good as he is, the way Mike, like, Mike Conley is one of the best players in this league at running an offense at getting guys in his spots, at running pick and roll, at, you know, having a sixth sense of who should get the ball and when. And, you know, it, the, the Jazz offense, when Mike Conley was on the floor, I mean, it's just so efficient and it just runs so smoothly and it just runs without a hitch. Um, and you just saw when he was hurt and he couldn't play against the Clippers, um, it was just a, it was kind of a different offense than, than it, than it was against the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, I asked you a question on the show yesterday and I let you get away with your answer. And then I got into Hassan Whiteside and I got, here's the, you know why the Jazz are better? There's only one reason really, if the Jazz are better, Donovan, and, that reason Donovan and Rudy, it all, we, we're going to talk about Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside and Jared, but you know what this comes down to? <laughs> Comes out of Donovan, Donovan and Rudy. And other than the Phoenix Suns, who I think are, could be great for this reason, because I think Devin Booker is going to be better. I think Mikel Bridges is going to be better. And I think DeAndre Ayton is going to be better. I think the playoff experience the three of them had is going to make them better. So Donovan great. Mitchell should be better. He's only in his fifth year. Like Kawhi didn't win on his own till year seven. Giannis didn't win on his own till what was it last year? Year eight. LeBron didn't win on his own until like year seven. You know, like Dwayne won early because he had Shaq. Like guys don't win really in this league until year seven, eight, and nine for a reason. Because you learn and you get better. So Donovan Mitchell actually is the reason the Jazz get better are better. And it's because he ha he has to be better. How is he gonna be better, Tony? So this to me is an easy answer. I mean, he gets better by becoming a closer a closer level point guard to to, to Mike Conley. Right. You get better by he gets better with his playmaking. I mean, we could talk about free throw rate. I think that's fair. Free throw rate probably has to come up. You could talk about defense. I think that's fair. Defense probably has to get a little bit better. But once my once Donovan Mitchell, you know, figures out, you know, hey, this guy should get the ball or it's my time. This is this is what I have to do. He's going to be. I, I think that Donovan Mitchell has a chance to be a superstar as early as this year. My hot take going into the to this season is Donovan Mitchell is capable of having an MVP level season. Uh, and you know, we talk about James Harden. You know, you know, we we talk about him uh, derisively at times, but once James Harden became good enough at point guard to, to make plays for others, his game took off to the point where he was one of the three or four best offensive players in the league. And I think Donovan Mitchell's got to set his, his, his sights and his goals to where, Hey, I can be one of the five best offensive players in the league. 
And I think the next step in his evolution is just being coming a better playmaker and steadily, steadily uh, figuring out where guys like the ball uh, in spots, what spots they like it in, and, and how to get those guys uh, the, the ball in spots. I think he's a good passer, um, but, you know, I think that he could, A, he could become a better passer, and B, he could just become a better overall playmaker in terms of how to run an offense and in terms of an offense running efficiently under his watch. So you mentioned James Harden. I'm going to go to Allen Iverson for a minute, okay? So Allen Iverson in his fifth year in the league went from 28 points to 31 points a game. Like he was, he, he and Donovan's numbers are, they're different league, a little bit different volume, but not crazy different kind of pseudo point guard, pseudo scoring guard. Like Allen Iverson in year five went from 28 or whatever I said to 31. Can Donovan Mitchell do that? And does he need to? Well, what was he last year? 25 or 26? Donovan Mitchell last year was 26. He's gone 21, 24, 24, 26. Allen Iverson went 23, 22, 27, 28, 31. So if we want to put it on the same scale, instead of 31, let's say he goes to 29. He's also not going to play 42 like Iverson did, right? Like that's the <laughs> did Iverson play forty two minutes in the regular season that year? Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Come on, right. Larry. Right. <laughs> Iverson, Iverson averaged forty two minutes a game that season. The next year he averaged forty four. The next two years after oh that God. he averaged fifty three. Can't imagine why he wore it out with the smallest ankles. No wonder he was done right. by thirty one. Right. So. What can, can does Don, can Donovan get to twenty nine and does he need to does does it become as the very very smart basketball analysis are saying become more heliocentric? Um, I don't actually know what it means. I just heard Danny Larue say it a bunch of times. I thought it was cool. Um, I think I think he can get to twenty eight or twenty nine just because I think his efficiency is going to go up. Uh, I think he's an elite shooter. Um, I think he's figured out how to get the spots. Um, you know, you know, everybody looks at Donovan, uh, you know, as this athletic specimen and rightfully so. I mean, he's, he's a 5% athlete, um, but he's really cerebral and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the better ball handlers in the league. Um, you know, he's, he's an A to B guy off the dribble. You know, guys just can't stop him from getting getting to where he wants to off the dribble when he wants to get there. You know, so you know, I, I think his, I think once he gets um, more efficient, and I think that that's going to come this year. I think the efficiency is going to go up. Then, yeah, I think he can go from twenty six to twenty eight or twenty nine. Plus, you know, Donovan. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's a hard worker. He's a hungry guy, and he's an he's an aggressive guy. Um, you know, he and he and he's a guy that's you know, never going to stop shooting the basketball. So, you know, I, I, I do think that he can go from 26 to 28 or 29. Can Rudy Gobert get better? We'll do that with Tony next as we continue. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz today. Appreciate it very much. Tony Jones of The Athletic is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at My Takes Better Than Yours. Oh, wait, no, no, that's not it. TJ, what's T. your... Jones on the NBA. 
Oh, yeah, T. Jones on the NBA. But really what he's saying is my take's better than yours. Please thank Tony at Tony Jones at T Jones on the NBA on Twitter. Please send him a thank you. It's super fun. Uh, the numbers this week have been through the roof. So I, I assume that means you're either really, really excited for jazz season or you're very, very appreciative of Tony Jones. Bilt's got a new bar out. Let's see. Is it still available? It was cookie dough crunch. It was so good. Let me see. Is it? Still there. It is. Cookie dough chunk is available. Tops with chunks of cookie dough. 100% real delicious. 100% real chocolate is available at built.com. Orange, peanut brown, butter brownie, coconut almond, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, raspberry, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia are all there too. But the real story is you can shop now limited time for the 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and 100% great taste. Cookie dough chunk is available. Promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off. Venture into the Built Bar world with cookie dough chunk. Their chunks are so good. I love it when these come out. Again, it's only 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. It's become an everyday item for me having my Built Bar, and they fill me up, get me through the day, keep my energy up, and they're healthy to boot. Pretty darn awesome. Get it at built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 will take care of you. If you're going to get into the action this weekend with all the football going on, do it at betonline.ag. They've got great opportunities for you with football season here. They've got some special deals. The number one spot for all pro and college football action with a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everyone football, head to the website, use the mobile device to sign up and receive a 100% welcome bonus. The double you your initial deposit just signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. I also do the horse racing. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorites. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Promo code locked on is also active if you don't want to use NFL. 100. It is betonline.ag. Thanks again. Really appreciate you making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every day. Here's more, and we wrap it up. With days away from training camp and our final segment of the week with Tony Jones, who you can follow at T Jones on the NBA on Twitter. Oh, we got it right. Oh, we did. I liked my takes better than yours at Twitter. Um, Tony Jones, how does Rudy Gobert get better? So he gets better by, I mean, the pathway to him getting better is an easy one, right? Like the reason why Phoenix was able to to beat the Clippers, one of the big reasons is because when they went small and they tried to put Nick Batum at center, they, you know, DeAndre Ayton just planted whoever was guarding him uh, into the basket. And that's what Rudy Gobert didn't do. Um, you know, I've, a lot of people have maintained Rudy Gobert doesn't beat a small ball lineup defensively. He beats it offensively, right? Like, if you run small ball against the Jazz, Rudy Gobert has got to be able to post up and put that guy in the basket every single time down the floor. So when you were watching the playoffs, you were like, well, is he capable of doing this? Because he's not doing it. But then we saw him in the Olympics, right? 
And he's posting up every time. He's calling for the ball. Evan Fournier is giving him the rock. Um, they're all giving him the rock. If he dropped one, they gave him the ball again. And boom, all of a sudden, like Rudy Gobert is going 20 and 10 in the Olympics by doing the very thing that he didn't do in the playoffs. So that's what, that's the pathway to him getting better, right? You go small against them, you give them the basketball. And this is, you know, to me, some of this has got to be on his teammates, right? Like, you know, look for him, give him the ball when he claps for it. And if he fumbles one or two, stay committed to that process. And I think that that's the, that's the pathway for Rudy Gobert getting better. And I don't care about the regular season because Rudy Gobert is one of the elite players in the league during, during the regular season. That's why he's always had the reputation of being an 82-game guy rather than a 16-game guy. Rudy Gobert's got to get better in the playoffs, and that's how he got, has, and that's how he gets better in the playoffs. Rudy Gobert's the reason why I don't have the Jazz in the one through seven thing. Like he just uh, any year Rudy Gobert's played, they've won 52 games, right? Like they're gonna swim right. 52, 53, 54, 55, 50 more because Rudy plays. Now if Rudy gets hurt or something terrible happens, then then it doesn't happen. But Rudy does. So my my take on the West as we kind of wrap up the week with you is that there are that I don't think anyone got better in the offseason. Okay, that's like noticeably better. Like Rudy Gay maybe on the fringes, Hassan Whiteside maybe on the fringes. I don't. I, I made it clear. I don't think the Lakers are better. Obviously, Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard being out hurts them. M maybe there's something. Right. I just don't think there's like that move where you're like, oh, that's a way better team. So I look for who can be better. And so we've talked about some. I think Luca's going to be better. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be better. I think Donovan could be better. I think Mikel Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker are all going to be better. And I think that's the biggest impact on the West in the offseason is where those guys go from the experience they just had last offseason. Yeah, I, I think that Phoenix has a chance to be awfully good this year. Um, you know, just because of the experience they had, just because the youth of the, their, their best guys, and those guys are still um, those, those guys are still getting better as basketball players. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Suns are going to run away with the West in the regular season. And then it's just going to be about whatever their seating is between those three teams. You know, my Laker lover, by the way. I, I, I think the Lakers are going to be really good. Now, I, I do think the Lakers, are, I, I see, here's the thing. Like, I do think the Lakers do a fair amount of low managing and, and taking nights off, just generally taking nights off. So I think that that could affect um, their record a little bit. But, like, you look at Phoenix and the Jazz, right? Like, if, if, if the Jazz play well, they're going to win 60 games. If the Jazz play, you know, pretty much to the level that they played last year, they're going to win 55 games. And, and this is all healthy, right? If the Jazz sleepwalk and they're healthy, they're still going to win 50 games. And I'm, I would say the same thing about Phoenix. If Phoenix sleepwalks through the regular season, they're going to win 50 games. If they play to the level that they played last year, they're going to win 55. If they come out and they're just at a really high level, they're going to win. They're going to be like 61 and 21. And so I look at the Phoenix and I look at the Jazz and I look at the Lakers. They're all on the same level to me. 
Um, they're clearly the three best regular season teams in the conference to me. Um, and then, you know, it's about what happens with the, with, with guys that are out. Does Kawhi Leonard come back by the end of the season? How is, does Jamal Murray come back by the end of the season? He probably comes back somewhere in February or March. And, you know, what level is he back? And, you know, depending on, on, on what happens there, that can change the playoffs some. I think the playoffs are going to be different than the regular season. Like, I think the Lakers can finish third in the regular season and just go ahead and win and, and go ahead and win the West. You know, so, I mean, you know, it, it's – but regular season, strictly regular season, I think it's a three-team race. Uh, I agree. You know, that's actually my take on the Lakers. Is like, I actually just think they're going to have to play – I actually – I think they can win the West. Just make sure I'm clear on this from everybody. I think they can win the West. I also think they're going to have to play the last month of the season to avoid the plan. And that's what would prevent them from winning the West. That's like my my thought on them. I think the Clippers could win the West too, frankly. Paul George has an MVP season. But, you know, It's not like Nicholas Batum, Marcus, Keith Morris, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, all those guys are going to be like, oh, I have to use two or three more possessions a night? Oh, oh gosh, no Kawhi Leonard. I have to use three possessions. Oh, no, actually, I love that. And I'm actually happier right. about that. And I'm pretty pleased that Patrick Beverly and all the guys that in Montrez Harrell and all the guys that were like against what we were doing before are gone and we're copacetic as a locker room. Like I actually think the Clippers could be a real, we haven't talked about them at all. Uh, be really legit. All right. Before we wrap up training camp starts next week. Um, media days, Monday, like what are the, what is training camp Four games like between now and the jazz play Giannis on whatever that is. That looks like it's the 13th. Like, what is it you want to see, know, learn? What is the reporter for the athletic Tony Jones looking for? I think, the, the, well, because this is going to be different because, like, this isn't this like the first really, you know, you, you kind of know exactly what most of the roster is going into camp and you're not really looking for anything. Like, this is that, like, that kind of that first year for me. Um, but for me, the, the biggest thing that the Jazz have to do is acclimate Jared Butler as soon as possible, uh, as, as quickly as possible and as much as possible because he missed summer league. So I think you're trying to cram summer league uh, in the training camp and the preseason uh, for, for Jared Butler and, because I actually think he's going to play a role on this team. And, you know, and I, I think they have to get him as, as far up to speed uh, as, as, as possible during camp and the preseason. So that would be the number one thing for me. Any chance that Trent Forrest gets that role instead of Jared Butler? I mean, if, it, you know, I mean, if if he doesn't uh, acclimate, um, then maybe I can see it. But to me, I just think Jared Butler checks too many boxes because he can play on, he can play point guard, he can play shooting guard, he can play on the ball, he can play off the ball. He can run, pick and roll for you, or he can spot up. And he could defend, and he's a, and he's an elite shooter, or at least he was uh, at the college level. So I mean, you're looking at a guy that you could put him in a lineup with, you know, Mike Conley, and he can play off the ball. You could put him in a lineup with Donovan Mitchell, and he can play off the ball. Or you could put him in a lineup, you know, with Jordan Clarkson and and and, and Joe Ingles, and he can play the point for you. I mean, you could just play him in a lot of different. You can just play him in a lot of different capacities. So. You know, do I think he's going to be a part of the first nine? No. But do I think that 
you know, on the nights when Mike Conley misses games, do I think that he's going to be the next guy up? I think so. Tony Jones, it's been a pleasure. Duke's up. I guess we didn't really. <laughs> we'll see. Who's your uh, Brooklyn, right? Like the East is boring, right? Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn is like the greatest place on earth. Yeah. No, they're like, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but the team's loaded. Unless Kyrie screws them up, right? <sighs> okay. So the East is loaded. And I still think that Brooklyn has a giant, gigantic Giannis Antetokounmpo problem. Okay. Um, I think that the Nets are uh, favorites and they deserve to be favorites. I do not think they are unbeatable. I think they have holes. Um, but I think that they're the favorite. They're definitely the favorites in the East. Um, I'm very interested in the East because, you know, you look at the East is this, this is like the best East since when's the last time the East was this good on paper. I mean, that means I have to buy in that the East is that good. Like, I have to buy the premise. Okay, of so you have you have Brooklyn, you have Miami, I mean, Miami, you have Milwaukee, you have Philly, you have Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to be really good. Um, and, um, and, and the Celtics are going to be better. All right, I'll buy you it. You got six teams that are going to be pretty good. The league's loaded. The league is loaded. I'll go there. I really think what's happened in the league is that what's different about the league that's ever been is either because of the offense proliferation or because of players. There's 25 guys that can win a game for you offensively in the league right now. My hot take with the league right now is that the Knicks are spam by two teams. I agree. And they can go to Seattle and Vancouver, and it can all be good. Yep, agree. They're going to go to Vegas and Mexico City, and it's all going to be bad. They're going to go to Mexico City. NBA would love to get into Mexico City. Oof. But when you got a G League team that's actually from Mexico City but not playing in Mexico City this year, that's going to make it hard. Yeah. I'll take Seattle-Vancouver. The league's going to go Seattle-Vegas, you think? I, w- I mean, Vegas goes to the Eastern Conference? No, you just shove Minnesota and New Orleans East. Okay. That would work. We should get rid of conferences and go back to divisions, and then we can have mini tournaments inside the divisions, get rid of conferences, and just have 16 playoff teams. Now we're rebuilding the league. We don't have time for that. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should go to either 32 with eight four-team divisions. We have our little mini soccer tournaments that are who wins the divisional cups and make that actually into something, and then have 16 playoff teams not related to record by conference, but the 16 best playoff teams. Right. I can, I can see that. The mistake they made is when they went conference-centric instead of division-centric a few years ago. I can see that, too. Oh, we're agreeing. I want the NBA to go back to Seattle. Seattle deserves a team, and Seattle's one of my I favorite cities in All the right. Country. Three days of love and compassion and respect and interaction and hopefully fun NBA talk without any Dukes up fighting between David Locke and Tony Jones. Hope everybody enjoyed. Right now, tell your smart device to listen to the most recent episode of podcast Locked On Today. And make sure you go sell Tony at T. Jones on on the NBA. Not my NBA take is better than yours at Twitter. No, at T. Jones NBA. Send him a thank you. Tell him you appreciate his time. It's been really fun. Media day is Monday. Training camp starts. It's all finally here next week. Unlocked on Jazz.